You're listening to the Holistic Spaces Podcast with Angie Cho, episode 34, 2017 Year of the Fire Rooster, energy for the year and all about the rooster. Welcome to the Holistic Spaces Podcast, where we hope to inspire, educate, and empower you to create your own holistic spaces that nurture and resonate with you. Angie Cho and Laura Morris are the founders of the Mindful Design Feng Shui School. Together, they have over three decades of experience designing harmonious living spaces. Laura and Angie have guided thousands of people to shift their energy and revitalize their lives. Mindful Design School offers feng shui courses and certifications. Check us out at mindfuldesignschool.com. If you've been listening to us for a while or you're a newbie, welcome. And we hope you enjoy this earlier episode. So this episode, we talk about the energy for the year of 2017, which is the year of the fire rooster. And I'm really happy to welcome my good friend, Doris Ingber again. So Doris Ingber creates um, home and business environments, which feel as good as they look and enhance the lives of those within. Her work has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, the New Yorker, and the New York Times. Her website is www.kismetfengshui.com, and that's spelled K-I-S-M-E-T-fengshui.com, and it'll also be on the website. And Doris also, um, besides being a feng shui consultant, she also does four-pillar horoscope analysis, which you might be interested in after hearing more about your energy for the year, which is in our next episode. And she also has learned feng shui from the schools of interior alignment, and she does flying star. So that's different than the one I do. So if you're looking, if that resonates with you more, Doris might be a really great um, option for you. So um, I hope you guys enjoy this and enjoy hearing more about what's coming towards us in the year of the fire rooster. Doris, thank you so much for joining us. You're welcome, Angie. It's great to see you. Another year has passed, right? Yes, yes. I know. It's been a whole year. <laughs> yes, yes. Now we are on to the, the rooster yin fire rooster. rooster. Yes, so I'm really excited for you to share with us um, your thoughts and, and um, predictions for the energy of the yin fire rooster year. That's 2017 starting... Starting February 3rd okay. of um, 2017. Okay. And that's not the same as Chinese New Year. No, Chinese New Year is January 28th. Yes. But the energy shift always shifts in February because it is the beginning of spring. And oftentimes in the Chinese zodiac, you tend to think of rat versus um, horse as being that north-south combination. But really, spring begins in the tiger, um, and then fall begins in the monkey. So we are now shifting into that internal. Um, we're going into the rat month, right? Well, we're going. the energy is going down. Oh, you well, know, actually, it's peaked mm -hmm. in well, actually, fire. This will be aired in January, so... Okay. And we're now in December, but um, so it'll be a different month. Yes, month. yes. Yeah. 
But yeah, so please t- tell so us. The first thing up. I always look at is what is the archetype of the rooster. And um, in looking at these um, crazy animals, I actually saw three possibilities, very much like goat month, where there is the sheep, the goat, and the ram energy. Because in rooster, um, there is the traditional male rooster, who is the king of the hen house. Mm -hmm. And that seemed a bit limited to me. I thought, where's the feminine, feminine energy there? And the prancing peacock Mm, yeah. is also in that cock family. Also in ancient China, there is the phoenix, okay. which is spirit energy rising. So there's the, the earth, earth energy of the rooster, feminine energy of the prancing peacock, and then the transformational energy of the phoenix. Um, one being all male, one being that sophisticated beauty, and then that transformational. So it can be a combination of all three. And the energy bursts forth in February, the tiger month, which is spring in the Northeast. That's when the seed actually comes from the ground. Um, Now we've gone through monkey energy, which is August. That's really when fall begins and um, the rooster energy is sowing that seed for the next spring which the rooster month is September because when you think of the king of the hen house all this rooster does is fertilize Mm. you know the rooster is the spark which begins that internal growth of what will um manifest during the cooler months to come forth in the spring Mm. and um my dear friend in maine has a hen house she raised has her own chickens and the first time i was there she had made the made the mistake of having two roosters oh yeah you never want they can never be two (laughs) roosters in a hen house because that one rooster has to be in control. Um, And roosters are very, they're optimistic, they're colorful, they're humorous, they're enthusiastic. There's very, they're very direct. Mm -hmm. There's no duplicity about the rooster. It's not like, doesn't beat around the bush. It's, It's in your face. Okay. They're vigilant. They're very sexual, and they're very funny, you know, and they, and they keep in their boundaries. Um, the rooster is a sacred icon in many, many cultures and religions. Um, it signifies the enemy of evil in Japan. Uh, Persia has rooster images, Rome, France, Portugal. I used to manufacture clothes in Portugal and these amazing pottery, ornately decorated roosters were protective elements on all of the houses. Mm -hmm. Um, I had one for a long time. 
Now, in Buddhism, they're considered the sunbirds, so they have solar energy, and their morning crowing awakens you into the world. Um, Hindus see them as victory. In Muslim faith, they're the messenger of light. And Celtic, they are the fighter. Um, and cockfighting is a big thing. They, they are ferocious. They were on the flag of the French Revolution. Oh. Yeah, yeah. So the rooster has a very, very powerful <laughs> energy. Yeah. It's not just a little chicken. Well, you know, in BTB feng shui, we have a lot of, um, we have a few cures with rooster fe feathers that are mm -hmm. very protective mm -hmm. because the rooster represents protection and it has a lot and has the ability to, you know, uh, protect you from harmful people. Mm -hmm. In Britain, white rooster feathers were part of um, the knight's chivalrous armor. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So they, they really... The idea of having that protective energy, I think, feels very good this year, mm -hmm. you know, and also the optimism. It's, if I had to say it in few words, I project that this will be an amazing year. Good. You know, there, there's a lot of light coming into this year, um, awakening that, that solar light. And light is one of the most healing things. So if our rooster is bringing us light, um, I hope that it will heal a lot of the confusion and the, um, that funky monkey energy. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. And unlike la last year's monkey was more about community, whereas the rooster is really the leading of leader of the pack in many ways. It's like the sheepdog would be to the sheep. Um, the rooster is in control and it's on the move and it's a primping, posing perfectionist. Um, they're impeccably neat. They're an open book. Nothing is hidden. They're very quick. They're very observant and they're psychic. That's what I really liked about the peacock image was that visualization of having them having eyes in the back of their head. Oh, I never yeah. When yeah. that tail goes up, it really is watching you from the back. Um, and rooster's eyes are always wide open. They're very analytical, which has a lot to do with metal. And um, their attention to detail goes much further than it's, it looks. So, um, in some ways, is this a year where we're being watched? You know, that big brother energy mm -hmm. or that psychic predicting energy of the all-seeing and the all-knowing. Um, so, I would say it's a year to watch your back. Mm. And the rooster... We need eyes on our backs like the peacocks. Yes, we do. Mm -hmm. Yes, we do. We need to be aware of what's going on mm -hmm. behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. And the rooster rules the roost. It's very conservative, but it stays close to home. 
the rooster isn't a wanderer or an adventurer. Um, its appearance is very outward. It's always pruning and fluffing. Right, strutting its stuff. Yeah, yeah. But its focus is very inward. And although it plants the seed, it's not the nurturer. No, it's not. <laughs> That's what the hens are for. <laughs> it's, not, it's not nurturing at all. It, it will create this entire flock, but... Will not take it, care of it. No, it doesn't need to be involved with them. That's why I did like the idea of having the three. And, of course, the peacock, having been in China, I do remember uh, the palaces, you know, pe peacocks the way they they walk around and they fluff and they are just beautiful to look at so that fashion shift like the monkey was always um preening itself you know one monkey would pick on the other monkey but not to the style of glamour yeah that um of a peacock yeah 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 um, yeah, not to be political, but this is this like another Nancy Reagan energy coming in because it shifted quickly, you know, where elegance came in and refinement came in and attitude came in. Um, the other energy of the rooster is that the rooster is very noisy. <laughs> I do not yes, perceive. Yeah, I don't perceive it to be quiet year mm, that makes sense and the rooster can be a nag the expression hen pecked i wouldn't say is as much about the hen as it is about the rooster always like you know if you see them they're always like moving the chickens into a <laughs> you know, where they want Being them to bossy. be yeah and the rooster needs constant adoration it needs to be noticed. It needs to be admired. And um, it will really henpeck those who don't fall in line. Everyone, you know, it needs all of those chickens to tow the line. Hmm. Um, it's not sitting there. I've never seen the rooster sit there quietly, you know, while the chickens are. So it is a very different energy than our fun fun funky, playful, duplicitous monkey. And as you said, it does strut its stuff. Mm -hmm. It has very high energy. It's very visual. And um, energy really starts shifting before, like, the energy shift is in February. But rooster starts to come in around the rooster month, which is uh, September of this year. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the idea mm -hmm. of rebirth... I kept hearing, I hate to say it, make America great again. Mm -hmm. Like that born again feeling, mm -hmm. like um, we can do this rising from the ashes. Mm. And, um, and with those boundaries, you know, not going outside of our range. We are just going to be in control of where we are in the world this isn't about expansion exploration it's about 
um, primping and keeping our our borders and our you know containment in that we're in the hen house. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean that that was. And that's where we're at. <laughs> well, that was you know. That was kind of the the vision I was getting in thinking that this is not um, this is not a bird that flies far away, you know. It really is about refining its energy in the space it's in. where where it's where it is. Yeah, yeah, and it's very happy. I mean, roosters are very fun, you know. Yeah. The hen house is a fun place to be. <laughs> the eggs are great, you know. <laughs> um, but rooster is represented by metal. Uh, it is the most metal of the zodiac. Mm-hmm. And metal represents the CEO, the thinker. It's very determined, self-reliant, commanding, demands a lot of itself and others. Um, metal is tough. It's inflexible. It's very confident. But this year's rooster is a yin fire rooster. And fire and metal um, contradict each other Mm -hmm. in the five elements. They would be opposing of each other. But yang fire would melt metal. Yin fire, like a candle flame, refines metal. The visualization I had was um, of a jeweler. Mm-hmm. If you watch The Crown on Netflix, the opening sequence is of them actually, the molten metal being formed into the crown. So there is a way that fire gives metal its shape mm-hmm. rather rather than finding it and refinement yeah it softens it refines it into the most elegant form mm-hmm. and very interesting that um, we'll talk about the 60 year cycles of feng shui the five elements and the 12 zodiac signs so we would be 1777 1837 1897 and 1957, and now with 2017. But 1837, yin metal rooster year, is when Tiffany Jewelry Store oh, was founded. I always love this part. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so interesting. Well, we'll get yeah. to what, because you do. I mean, history doesn't repeat itself. But it does. But, <laughs> but you can See the patterns. In, interpret those patterns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, fire does begin to wane after, in August of 2017. And we don't have a real fire year again until 2022. So, you know, we've had fire since the snake, which was, yeah, I can't do my math that quickly. But a few years ago. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's probably around the snake where it will come in again Mm. you know we'll go through the birth of fire and we'll have hidden fires and and we'll you know we may have it in um 
stems are hidden in branches, but, um, you know, not, not in the years. Mm-hmm. Um, and the astrology is more than about just the year. It's the month, it's the day. Um, but yes, a fire turns metal into a raw material that is available to make this year something beautiful. Mm. And um, astrology is just one piece of the year. Um, The others are free will and the influence of the earth. Our environment. Our environment. And feng shui. And our environment is feng shui, and it's also nature. And are we listening to nature? Because cities are metal in nature. And technology is metal in nature. And we can have too much of it living in the city. There are some personal charts that need metal, use metal at certain times, but it can be too much. So as a city dweller, Mm -hmm. um, if in this year you're feeling enough, it's great to get that balance and get out into nature again and be in the country. Um, Water drains the energy of nature. Oh, sorry, of metal. metal. Mm -hmm. And wood confronts metal. Mm -hmm. So think more about plants. Think more about wearing blue-green colors, maybe than you know, in interiors, we've been so white and so gray. Mm -hmm. And it was great when we had all of that fire energy. But now that we're going into a more um, recessive metal, black water, it may be time to highlight with some wood. Yeah. And and water colors blue and green. Well, and for the listeners, even though we're going to a yin fire rooster year, um, the to clarify, um, Doris had mentioned before, the rooster is actually related to metal. So even though uh-huh. there's the yin fire, y- the year is yin fire, but me- but rooster is still governed by metal. Yes. Some people yes. might get confused. Yes. <laughs> no, it is it is the stronger. I know it. Um, it is the strongest month metal month of um of the 12 year cycle so um yeah for those who who need metal in their charts it's going to be a fabulous year but rooster energy and rooster energy will be a plus and it'll be a time to really take action and be noticed and for those for too much metal, with too much metal, add a little water and a little wood energy to your life. The health influences of metal mm-hmm. are lung and large intestine. So it's a year to watch out for viral infections of the lung, flu. Oh, that's already happening. I think I've been sick for a week. Everyone has really? this, like this. Uh, well, I'm better, getting better now, but. <clears throat> like mm. a congestion, mm-hmm. a lot of respiratory. Mm-hmm. Yes, 
Yes, because it is it is lung, mm-hmm. and um, also <laughs> bacterial infections in the colon. Um, also, skin is part of the metal element mm-hmm. and relates to a rooster year. So rashes and outbursts like that in of the skin. The emotional response is grief. Yes. Unexplained sadness. And, um, you know, thinking that rooster energy kind of comes in preceding the year. I mean, so many people have been so sad. There's been a sadness. and um, Yes, everyone's depressed. <laughs> yeah. Unable to br- breathe and not letting go. Mm-hmm. And the amazing thing is I, I'm from the suburbs of Connecticut. It's not so bad there. And I honestly noticed when um, the Christmas trees arrived. The wood. Yeah. 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 It really brought in that that feeling of um, easing up on some of the grief and unexplained sadness, not being able to breathe, Um, not letting go. Letting go is the energy of the large intestine. And... um, Holding on, we too often hold on to emotions. Now, yin fire represents circulation and the head. So we have to be concerned, the fire portion of the year, we need to be concerned about high blood pressure, heart attack, and strokes. Um, But yin fire is recoverable. It's not that deadly stroke and oddly enough in yin fire rooster year 1957 president dwight eisenhower had a small stroke Mm. so you know you can see another um history repeating itself Mm -hmm. something to watch out for Mm -hmm. do the blood pressure um and globally with Metal plus yin fires, the combination of cities and technology with fire. Could we be looking at an internet meltdown? Oh, I hope not. I hope not, too. (laughs) I don't use it as much as many people do. But um, I'm someone who's very, you know, concerned about what I see happening in the world of hacking and banking and it feels like um although history repeats itself there's always you know there's a new energy where do you look for what the next meltdown would be Mm -hmm. because if we were to look back to 1957 we would start to see that it was nuclear technology and that's where, oh. yeah, some of those disasters were coming from. Now, nuclear energy has quieted down. But um, what will happen with the Internet? We're just ending the first 12-year cycle of that technology. Mm-hmm. So um, very much like nuclear energy, I think we're just growing into the precautions that are necessary to manage this. Mm-hmm. And um, please don't ask me how. 
(laughs) (laughs) We'll see how it unfolds. Yes, we will. We will. But something to be aware of, you know, something, something um, cautionary. And also a fire combination with metal in cities um, could be terrorism. And metal would relate to rail, auto, metal kind of accidents and explosions. Um, Now, the rooster's direction is the west. And globally, we are in the west. Um, East Asia, west, Mm -hmm. we are in that western hemisphere. And... um, the West is favored this year over the East. So one of the examples I came up with that might give you a visualization was in 1956-57 uh, from Monkey heading into another Yin Fire Rooster year uh, was the Suez Canal crisis in the Middle East. And as a Western country, the USA made the decision to opt out of that. Although France and Britain were our allies, um, we did not become involved. So the internal energy of metal is at a time that we're going to find countries drawing in and looking internally. Um, Coming back from Europe, I kind of felt that. I felt that same nationalism going through Germany, Amsterdam, that there's a um, really concern with borders hmm. and, and, and boundaries, which again is what the rooster is about. Um, so before looking at the four pillars of 2017, I wanted to look back at the 60-year cycle, which you said you love so much, yeah. right? <laughs> And all yin fire rooster years begin in a yang water tiger month. Mm -hmm. So we um, have that in every year. It's the day and the hour that vary. And it's always different. So if from doing your own personal four pillars chart, you know that the day master, other than the year, the day master is what you look for. And we would have different day masters, different hours in all of these years. But um, 1777, 1837, 1897, 1957, um, It was the East Coast, but primarily in the Northeast. Um, 1837, but we were expanding. We were beginning to explore the entire country in that period. Mm -hmm. Um, 1837, the country expanded to Texas. And um, by 1897, California was um, integrated and Hawaii in 1957. So we've been looking for these years or Western expansion. 
And I thought it very interesting in looking at the presidents who were, I can't say the word, reigned, governed, governed. (laughs) (laughs) Who were in, they were in office. Yes, yes. Although we weren't really a country in 1777, but it was General Washington. It was Van Buren in 1837 who was in the army. Um, McKinley and General Eisenhower in 57. Now, they were all tigers, oddly enough. Hmm, Um, McKinley was a rabbit. And he was 1897. Um, But in 1777, the Revolutionary War continued. And we know it from, I had to smile last year when we did our Fire Monkey. And we talked about 1776. After I left you, you went to see Hamilton. I went to see Hamilton. Yeah. <laughs> and the first words was, the year is 1776. Wow. Yeah. And it was uh, really amazing to see how that show took off. Mm-hmm. I must say that I, I did feel when I was in that theater, and I've since watched the PBS special, that um, Alexander Hamilton really came through Lynn manuel to um, speak his word, whether it to be keep his legacy alive on the $10 bill or keep the legacy of our country alive. I felt it really inspired patriotism. Mm. And um, I also, in watching the special, I love the way he actually said, this will never happen again, that, Mm. you know, he was channeling Hamilton. He is from the heights up around Yonkers where Hamilton did live and where he died. Mm -hmm. But he took all of his actors to the spots where he he took them to Valley Forge for General Washington. He wrote some of it in Aaron Burr's house. So he really connected the land to what was going on in the astrology of that time. Mm. And, um, yeah, the Battle of Saratoga in 1777, I do love going through all these history, Mm -hmm. looking at these, um, was when Washington did win and it took a turn. It was, um, you know, Valley Forge was the winter of 1777 and Saratoga was after that. But... The history of the U.S. was all battles in the northeastern United States. Um, We had more wins than losses. Patriotism was at the forefront. And if you did see Hamilton... I did did not. (laughs) Well, after the intermission, Lafayette arrives. And Lafayette arrived in 1777, and he was the rooster. Oh. He was French. He was the fighter. He was his clothes. He, it, it was really amazing. Oh. And, and we did form a partnership with France. But the first national Thanksgiving Day was in 1777. Um, it was December 18th. And um, the tide really turned. So 1837 was um, when Texas was really recognized. The Great Plains were annexed. Now, there was poverty, and there were 
riots over the prices of food. Um, and as we do a recount of our votes, I thought it was quite interesting that Van Buren was the president. He was voted in in 1776, or sorry, sorry, 1836, and took office in 1837. But during his election, um, the opposing party ran four different candidates, assuming that they could, with four people, split the electoral college so it would go to the House to be voted on. And it didn't work. Mm. The electoral college worked in his favor. Um, but there was a panic of 1837 with the banks failed and um, unemployment was at record low levels. And um, in England, Queen Victoria had ascended the throne. Along with Tiffany being founded, Goodyear patented rubber in that year. Um, there were also ethnic riots in Boston, but it was English Americans versus Irish Americans. Mm. It was the first time women and blacks were admitted to colleges. And the steam-powered equipment was the forerunner of the Industrial Revolution. And that leads us to 1897, which the election of 1896 was quite an amazing parallel to um, our most recent ele of election. Oh, really? How so? Well, labor was revolting for fair wages mm. in the res as a result of the Industrial Revolution. Okay. Like um, the Roosevelts, J.P. Morgan, Andrew Carnegie, they owned these large, you know, factories, and people had moved into the cities, metal, from... Um, you know, the countryside from agriculture was no longer making li a living, but there were no re regula regulations, so they were literally, you know, enslaved by the manufacturer. Mm -hmm. um, so it was all about fair wages. And um, J.P. Morgan, during that period, there was a time when, when during the 1837 um, in the period between that 60 years, the banks had failed, and J.P. Morgan bailed out the banks. So I always thought, ooh, is there a karmic thing where the government bailed out the banks because mm -hmm. at one point the banks had bailed out our government? Um, but William McKinley was a very successful president. There was rapid economic growth. Um, it ushered in a Republican era, and it also ushered in a tariff. Um, exports were tariffed to bring in prosperity. Now, this would have been foreign manufacturers exporting to the United States and, and um, tariffs to keep out foreign manufacturing. So here we're looking at companies going offshore yeah. and they're American companies, but they're bringing in the tariffs. But I thought that was another 
real um, synchronicity. And they, the, um, there was protection from foreign manufacturing. Um, Hawaii was annexed as a territory, and it was beginning of a very progressive era. But it was about imperialism and protectionism. Um, McKinley was a very pro-business president. It was a time of prosperity, first subway. Im there were immigration revolts in mining. Um, immigrants were coming in to work in the mines, and there were revolts against that. We had the gold rush. There was a giant earthquake in, in India. And the first submarine that was powered by electric and gas. So electricity and gas were really used as fuels, whereas it would have been in 1837, steam engines were coming in, now we're moving to electric and gas. So that takes us to 1957, which was Dwight Eisenhower's second term. And I'm, I will be 68 this year, so I was eight years old during that period. And I remember it very well in this country. Um, and it was the year of the first nuclear-powered submarine. So we were using nuclear energy as opposed to just electric and gas. Um, it was the time of Elvis Presley. It was the time of huge fins on cars. Mm -hmm. um, and like it, it was a very macho, masculine year. I remember when my father got his Dodge um, Giant Custom Royal, it was called, with these big gold, with the white fins. Yeah, it was, it was really a, a thing. <laughs> um, let's see, there were Julie Andrews and Rogers and Hammerstein were on Broadway. IBM sold its first computer. There were anti-American riots in Taiwan. Um, quantum mechanics were coming to be. American Bandstand was the most popular show. This was really poodle skirts, Americana, bobby socks. It was um, Bye Bye Birdie. It, not that show, but that was the period of that show. It was really a great time in the world the United Kingdom, their empire was shrinking. After the Suez Canal, they lost Singapore and Malaysia. Um, so there's, there was an upheaval in, in England. And it was the time of the Beatniks on the road, Jack Kerouac, West Side Story. Russia had a, the first nuclear power plant disaster. Sputnik was, went into space. Leave It to Beaver was on TV. Anne Rand wrote Atlas Shrugged. And I thought it was interesting that in Brazil, it was the report of the first extraterrestrial abduction. Oh. So <laughs> it was absolutely the first time that that ever came into being. Is that the phoenix? Is that like a spirit energy? Is that like... You know, with Sputnik going up that, um, um, yeah, you know, yeah, Tran extraterrestrial activity as a real thing. Um, Toyota exported to the U.S. Um, 
Eisenhower's stroke again. South Vietnam was attacked. Fallout shelters. And smoking was first connected to lung cancer. Oh, the lung. So that would be the lung mm-hmm. metal. And um, yeah, and with the solar energy, we had the first solar power was used in New Mexico. And there was an Asian flu pandemic during that period of time. So people born in who would be 60 um, this year would be Katie Couric, Princess Caroline, Vanna White. They would be Caroline Kennedy. They might be our peacocks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott Adams, who draws Dilbert. John Lovitz, kind of funny. Matt Lauer. Um, Fran Drescher. Gloria Estefan. Um, would have been the... The roosters. The roosters. Yes. Fire, yes. Fire, yin fire roosters. Yin fire roosters. And... Um, as I had mentioned, that the daymaster is very important to the astrology of the year and the element of the day which starts the year mm-hmm. defines the ele- element um, on how we decide which element in that year represents people, output, wealth, power, and resources, mm-hmm. as we would look in our personal chart. Okay. So um, 1777 was a water pig day, 1837 a fire ox day, 1897 a water dragon day, 1957 a fire horse day. So they were, they were very different. Um, this year, in, when I began feng shui four pillars astrology i had connected to lillian two's almanac for many many years and four or five years later i began looking at joey yaps Mm -hmm. more recently and combining the two um and i like looking at two different opinions Mm -hmm. it's who i am and with the age that i am i still get physical newspapers. (laughs) Every morning I get the New York Times from the left and the Wall Street Journal from the right. And I feel that somewhere in the middle lies the truth. Uh But I'm not going to give up the art section of one, the food section of the other. So I really like looking at both opinions. And I thought, how odd that much to my surprise, in 2017, Lillian, too, began the year on February 4th, a water dog day with an earth rat hour. Joey began 2017 on February 3rd, a metal rooster day um, with a metal rat hour. And I, I have... I have plugged these dates into all of my software programs and tried to think why. You know, is it yin and yang, male, female, east, west, thinking is one using Greenwich time and the other using Beijing time? And I really couldn't get an answer. Um, I also often work with, if I'm doing date selection for a major event because we do live in the west Mm -hmm. and um, 
I do look at Lunarium, which is a website which will allow me to lock in what Western astrology is saying about the day, too. And, um, you know, having these two very, very different charts and having visited China in my lifetime and in my career in fashion, I um, worked in Asia and I worked with, you know, um, manufacturers in Asia. So I know there is a great difference within our cultures. When I saw Joey Yap this year, um, he said, well, the most important thing in feng shui is finance, wealth, money. That's what he says. And But that's what China is. Yeah. You know, having worked with China, it's always, I felt like I had vacuum cleaner hoses in my hand, in my wallet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's like money, money, money. Yep. And for a lot of my clients here, it can, especially the age that I am, not that I'm ancient, but it can be about relationships and about health mm-hmm. as being uh, the largest priority. So, um, yes, my software did also agree with February 3rd. And it seems that every yin fire monkey year going back through time begins on the 3rd because mm-hmm. the year can start either on the 3rd, the 4th, or the 5th, but all the other fire use rooster years are on the 3rd. So, after much thought, I thought, well, maybe we are just in a period of global disagreement mm-hmm. between, our <laughs> between our leaders, you know. And the masculine and the feminine. Yes, and maybe we just need to agree to disagree, and... Nothing is really fixed in stone. There are many, many variables. Um, Joey Yap's chart is very heavy metal. It has two metal stems, two branches, and with a metal daymaster. There's just a smidgen of hidden earth in the tiger, which earth for a metal daymaster um, would be resources. Um, and there's an excess of metal. So to me, that would be lots of competition amongst the people energy. And um, wood would be wealth for growth. Fire would be power. Um, so it would be a little more aggressive. Lillian Tu's chart is much more balanced. Her metal is resources. Um, water is her communication and flow. Fire would be her wealth, which does energize the marketplace. And um, the creative output would be more with less firepower. And actually, I thought about it, and I thought, do I like the two chart? Because it is a mirror of my four pillars. Or the yap chart which mirrors my husband's four pillars. How interesting. Yes. And we balance each other. So do I go with the yap chart, which would balance me more? Because metal is are my resources. And for me personally, um, metal 
would give me more support. Mm -hmm. And support is always good. It's something I lack other than my wonderfully supportive husband. So I think the awareness of both is the answer. And intention is truly powerful. The last feng shui workshop I did last year, it was really about intention mm-hmm. and using um, both feng shui and astrology to reinforce our intention. So both charts support me in different ways, as I'm sure individual years, individual months and years will support different people in different ways. And charts and years are like clothes. They're not one size fits all. And the way I see astrology is really as a communication with the universe. We use the colors, the elements, the direction, the animal archetypes. It's our way of connecting. And highest and greatest good is my goal for myself, my family, my friends, my country, and the world. And I don't see myself as a follower, so it's not important for me to follow one school. But I'm using astrology as a map, the way you'd use a map to plan a trip. And plans are really there as a guide. We can always shift and refine them. And there's many roads to get to the same place. Mm. So that is my feeling for the Yin Fire Rooster. Thank you so much, Doris. You're welcome, Angie. And we can go on at another time and talk about a little more about what... um, Oh, right. So So actually... For the next episode, for the listeners, um, that'll be in two weeks, we're going to air um, another interview with Doris where we're going to actually go through each of the fi- uh, each of the animals and their predictions and influences and energies for um, the year of the rooster. So you have to check in in two weeks. Thanks, Great. Doris. Thank you, Angie. Thank you so much for listening to this earlier episode of the Holistic Spaces podcast. Now you can tune in every Monday for a new podcast episode. If you like our podcast and this episode, please share the podcast with others. Subscribe and even better, leave a review. If you'd like to explore the world of holistic spaces and feng shui on an even deeper level, Please visit our website, online store, and blog for more information about feng shui and holistic living. You can visit holisticspaces.com. Support the podcast by checking out our certification and mini courses at mindfuldesignschool.com. Thank you so much for listening. See you next week.